start the episode laughing about the damn show, man. <laughs> you got the midlife show on. <laughs> yeah, I feel like as you get older, like with women, as they get older, they start wearing more things that just lay on their shoulders. <laughs> right? Minimal effort. <laughs> Minimal just, effort. They don't yeah, have I'm to little, put the... Little uh, chill. Just a little, little chill. <laughs> I was talking to Janelle and I was trying to figure out um, what, what you wear on vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, what do men wear on vacation? Like, there's not many options. I was trying to figure out, like, what shoes do men wear on vacation if they want to be a little classy, but it's a little hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> she sent me these. She called them the Island Pepper Steppers. <laughs> right? <laughs> The island pepper steppers, right? And <sighs> it's them, it's them like leather shoes mm-hmm. that are like crocheted, mm. like all around, like oh, they got that crochet no. pattern. Yes, all of, yes, yes, that yes. That is yes. what you. I looked at them. I said, as as mad as I am about this, like this is actually what I probably would wear. Same on a night out in Jamaica, <laughs> or some shit. Nah. Island pepper steppers. <laughs> um, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, I've been dripping. I've been drinking whiskey straight. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a fun episode. I feel silly, oh, but um, let's move. Let's keep it together. All right, Isaiah's going through his midlife crisis <laughs> right no, now. No, I'm not. That's I said. <laughs> Listen, what what was we talking about last episode? I was talking about my decaf, which I am sipping right now, and what he was talking about his whiskey. I said, now yeah. go start a little sipping every but, night. But now. Brent know me. Then we but Brent know me. Slide every night. Now. <laughs> Nah, but Brit know me. Brit know me. She she met me at nineteen. No, it's, younger than that. It was, no, yeah, that you're right. I think I was you were seventeen. 17. I, yeah, I was seventeen. She met me at seventeen, and it, I think it's safe to say that I've been going through my midlife crisis since twenty five. <laughs> I think it started at twenty five. <laughs> I feel like I've been I an old a grumpy earlier, man for the longest. You're so my innocence leave at twenty five. <laughs> Y'all saw my innocence leave at 25 years old. Oh, Started questioning everything. I feel like I've been an old man since a young man. Nigga, since 22. You're supposed to 25. You're right. See? <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I was trying to look like, all right, 25 maybe. But yeah, oh, it, it probably might be younger was like than 22. That. You might be 19. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Just skeptical of the entire world. How you grow up? How- Y'all, we call him Father Zay. <laughs> I'm telling all the listeners right now, that's what we used to call him, Father Zay. You couldn't tell him nothing because you was going to get a lecture. Like, he just always had something. He always had to say the one thing like that a dad would say. It's like, damn, Zay, just let us go be reckless and stupid. I had to learn. No, you not for nothing. I did have to think. learn. Listen, listen. <laughs> I did have to learn. I did have to learn to let people live, yo. Oh, yeah, totally. I had stopped. Yeah, oh, I, I had stopped. I stopped because. But we still just used to call you Father Zay. Yeah, because I just be wanting the best for my friends. Of Sorry. course, of course. No, 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 no. Not saying it in a way like it was a bad thing, but we didn't want to tell you everything sometimes because we already knew we was going to hear. About I know, it. and that's why I got mad because I, I learned something late and be the last <laughs> to know something. Be like and look around at everybody like it's just common knowledge around the whole crew and shit. Like, oh, all right, all right, motherfuckers. I felt like Denzel in fucking Training Day. You know, at the end. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you motherfuckers! You think you can do this? Like, we would have disappointed Father today. <laughs> Just, we're not gonna tell Dad right now. 
<laughs> Yo, the wild thing about it is I'm mad and mature. Y'all and still laugh at funny one shit. Of the group. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I still laugh like at like mad and mature shit. <laughs> like this recent week, this recent week, Isaiah found out that elephants have titties. Oh my god, it blew my He's mind. Still talk about I, this. I, I'm not going to talk about it in in detail, but it just blew my mind. And you want to know what really made me mad about it is because it's a really <laughs> immature thing to laugh about. And had I known that, I would have laughed at it at the appropriate age <laughs> you missed you out feel? on the opportunity you feel, you feel me like you like i had to find this out at 35 and laugh at it like i'm like nine. Oh my come on you know come what? on come on all right come um, on come let's, on let's start yeah let's start um good evening good morning <laughs> good afternoon all that shit you know us you know by now um <laughs> A special announcement. Special announcement. Amazon has released a limited access beta version of AMP. That's A-M-P. It's a new free app that provides users with the way to DJ their own live radio shows. It has licensed songs for major record labels like Sony and Warner Brothers, um, with more being added and users can browse a large catalog and create playlists to go live with. So it's essentially clubhouse with copywritten music and you won't run into any copywritten issues excuse me uh keep in mind that this is still in beta and only for iphone users (sighs) get rid of that green bubble i told you it was going to bite you on the ass like eventually (laughs) eventually it was going to bite you on the ass i mean they already know this we don't need to rub it in their face that's why typically iphone users don't even talk shit because you know we already know that we're superior continue yeah um don't hate me guys i'm, uh, just, I'm just joking i really don't give a shit <laughs> yeah all jokes but i wish i wish um it, it was open for android because i want everybody to be a part of this so you may ask why we are telling you this um and it's because the pod will be branching off into this space under the name plug that's p-l-u-g-g-e-d so we're going to be going live playing curated playlists from a team keyword team of music lovers not just Brit and myself um we we solicited the help of a few other people so uh in between songs you all will be able to call in chat with us uh give us feedback or just kick back and enjoy some tunes and i think it's really dope i'm really excited about it brit's really excited about it Mm -hmm. um we've been looking for ways to engage and interact with the audience more so if you're a long time listener of the pod and you have an iphone uh (laughs) this is the perfect time to talk with us share your thoughts and come and vibe so i will put two links in the bio of this episode the first being a link to download the amp app the second a link that will bring you to our plugged page where you can follow set up notifications for when we go live we hope to see you there if you're having any issues please reach out to me i'll walk you through it but uh we really want y'all support in this space it's brand new we want to get in there really early and we want to take it over man um excuse me also before i forget um artists that we have featured on the pod if you do not already and have the freedom to do so please put your catalog on amazon music we want to continue to port to support you on every platform we're on and this looks like a great opportunity to do so so um yeah really excited about that we're going to put some tunes. <laughs> We're going to be grooving. Yes. You got to practice your radio voice. I mean, I I haven't been already for the past. What you fucking have. episode are we on? 
155? Uh, this is 155. 155. I think I've had, I think I've had a good amount. Yeah, but you won't even intro the pod. That doesn't mean I can't you do it, do? but you're, you're here to do it. Fuck. Like, <laughs> I could, but I don't have to. I won't so always not. be here, Brent. Nah, let me stop. Um, You do it so much better. <laughs> it's, it's practice. I guess it's practice. I still feel like you're I'm a good host. No, I didn't say I was a good host. I got my radio voice mm. down, which is just my normal talking voice. But <laughs> I am not a good host like you are. You can be. Yeah, if I try. I don't really let you try it a little bit. That's, that's the problem. It's okay. It's okay. I gotta learn how to like no, 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 relinquish. No, 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 no. no don't no, do that. Okay. I, I can't relinquish responsibility to whom me. No, not just you but just in general like just no not i'm talking about just i'm people. talking about just this right now oh no no, no. we <laughs> i think our, i think our roles are set exactly <laughs> all, all right. right um what are we doing what are we talking about what are we doing you know what we're talking about you know what we're talking about so we went a long time without having a topic and last week or the week before brit came across with a topic mm-hmm. so i'm gonna let you introduce the topic at least since you won't introduce the show but you can introduce the topic. What are we talking about today? Yeah. So I came across a video that it was um it was a lecture I came across on YouTube, which I should have had the name of it and I don't, so I'm gonna try to look it up real quick. Isn't it it's Life Begins at Forty? <laughs> Is that what it was called? Life Begins at Forty? Yeah, no, Life Begins at Forty, I think. No, That's what it says it. on the thumbnail. It was more clever than that. Um no, okay, maybe it wasn't. No, no it was, that's it. <laughs> life. Be- <laughs> All right, this was a, the Royal Society um, hosted this lecture, and it was called "Move It." It was called "Life Begins at 40: The Biological and Cultural Roots of the Midlife Crisis." So I knew oh, there's a little bit more with it. Yeah. Um. So I just, I mean, I was scrolling on my YouTube homepage, and that's what I saw, and I was like, "What the heck does that mean?" Um, well, what you going through? Can we can we deep dive in that? <laughs> I don't even know, something? right? Because why honestly, is that recommended? No, like honestly, I haven't been looking up this topic. That's why I was like, "What the hell is this?" I literally haven't been searching. Honestly, I've been watching the baby stuff on my YouTube for real, for real. Every right. now and then, I will click on. I still been watching some Joe Dispenza. I've been tuning back into him lately. On Who so that? that's what I can say as far as like self help stuff. I have been mm-hmm. uh, circling back to Joe Dispenza. I think I may listen to Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself again, uh, because I felt like it really helped me be positive, and I need some positivity in my life right now. Don't um, we all? Yeah, it's just it's really hard holding on to that and just getting into that mode. Um, his perspective that he offers, it's I I'm able to like relate to that really easily. So maybe that's why this popped up. I don't know, but um, in this lecture, the uh, professor's name is Mark Johnson. I'm sorry, Mark Jackson. And um, he went, he pretty much just broke down how uh, the midlife crisis came about as far as uh, socially, how we are here in America. Um, So it was super interesting. It's about, it's about 50 minutes long. so we can put that link in too yeah check it out um if you're interested but that's pretty much after watching that it kind of got my mind thinking of different ways that this could go just because he touched on so many different points and i sent it over to zay and he thought it was super interesting too and honestly by by the end of the lecture i felt a little better about getting older because it helped you put it into perspective a little differently 
um, than normally how we think about like midlife and getting older. Um, so yeah, we decided to delve into this a little bit deeper, um, just to kind of break it down, break down the lecture and share with you guys, um, some key points from it. And, um, yeah, that's, that's that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Word. All right. So thank you, Britt, for coming up with this uh, topic. Lord knows we needed one because it gets exhausting keeping <laughs> up with the world shit. Yeah. But um, so when you sent the video to me, um, he mentioned the name of a. Uh... <clears throat> God, why am I have to clear my throat so much? Crusty sitting on that whiskey right? and some water. And nigga had milk. Nigga, nigga had milk. and had a bowl of cereal earlier. Oh, that shit done got me fucked up. And milk. I didn't drink them. I wasn't mixing the whiskey water? and milk together. You drank some water today? Yeah, I've been drinking water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So during the lecture, he had brought he had brought up uh, Eric Erickson. Um, he is a renowned American German psychologist from the 20th century. He specialized in the study of the ego. That's something I want to talk about eventually. Mm. I want to dive into the ego. Okay. Um. He used psychoanalytical tools to both investigate uh, pre and present his theories. Erickson is famously responsible for developing the concepts of identity crisis and uh, psychosocial development. So he has um, <clears throat> he broke up the lifespan into eight separate separate categories due to mm -hmm. like age. And um, what he said is conflict is central to the psychosocial developmental theory in each stage of life erickson proposes a conflict each conflict is a turning point where a person faces a struggle to achieve a psychological quality these conflicts bring about the individual's transition to the next stage so i i'll do the first stage you want to do the first stage yes i do Go so for it. just so you're not talking the whole time. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> no it. No problem. So the first stage is trust versus mistrust. So this is between zero to 18 months. So zero to a one and a half. And this is the first stage of human development. The child builds trust in this stage. Infants develop based upon their quality, based upon the quality their caregiver gives caregivers give them to meet their basic needs if these needs are not consistently met they develop suspicion distrust and anxiety the basic virtue in this stage is hope hmm. according to erickson hmm. the trust versus mistrust stage is the most important period in a person's life because it shapes a child's views of the world perpetually hmm. now you have how old is a uh, e eon right now little eon is about nine and a half months old now so you have a baby within this span right now. So mm -hmm. he's he's learning trust and mistrust. Yeah. Do you do you see any like places where they learn that? Is there anything like visual indication? I mean, I'm that's just their the whole spot, being. But... That's their whole mm -hmm. being because all they the only way they can communicate right now is by crying. And each time that you are able to meet their need, you're building trust. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. If you, uh, that's why it's very like people say, oh, you're going to spoil the baby or this and that. Like, you can't spoil a baby. Babies don't manipulate. Of course, when they get a little bit older, they start to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course, when they get older, they start to, and you know, use your judgment. But overall at that stage, I thought I just heard him yell at this. 
Oh, he is awake. All right, we'll see if we can get his dad can get him back to sleep. But yeah, at this stage, um, like right now, like, <laughs> like where's my oh, mom? Shit. Is she gonna come? We'll see. But his dad's there, so he'll be fine. But um, yeah, I totally see this at this stage. Um, yeah, pretty much. They're just trying to see like who who are the people like you know that take care of me um because mm-hmm. definitely he sees people now and he'll start crying if he does not recognize the face um he's like at that stage now where he knows yeah. like okay i know who's okay right. i don't know who the hell you are <laughs> so yeah that makes, right. that's interesting this, this kind of makes me think of like the child hugging on to the parent's leg mm-hmm. like when a stranger comes up right um so we'll move on to the second one i'll do the second one so the next one is autonomy versus shame. This is 18 months to three years old. It is the second stage of Eric's, Erickson's stages of psychosocial development. It takes place between the age of 18 months to around the age of three years. Children in this stage are focused on developing a greater sense of self-control and a child tries to become self-reliant. The basic virtue in this stage is will. A child develops a sense of personal identity that continues to influence his or her ego identity and development for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. I coined this one. This seems like, but maybe you can, since, mm-hmm. you, since you've had a three-year-old before, maybe you can tell me, this seems like this is the I want or let me do it stage. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I forgot I was gonna touch on one thing because how the first stage said hope. I literally was just thinking that like literally babies that age are just just living in the moment like perpetually, like yeah. they don't know anything else, <laughs> and it's just yeah. they're just like ooh, like what's next? What's this? What's that? Everything's so exciting. Um, mm. But yeah, definitely at that stage is yeah more independence. <laughs> Let me do my mm. own thing. <laughs> how you deal with that? Like, is it like nerve wracking? I remember, I don't know how old Shay was, but I remember you were like letting him help in the kitchen and like you videoed him like cutting something with like an actual knife. I doubt it was at three years old, but um, it was pretty young. I just though. remember how it was definitely like five. Yeah, it, was, it, it seemed okay. <laughs> Maybe four or so five. that's the next one. That's the next one. Uh, read the next one. I mean, you just have to set up a, a safe space for them to be able to do things themselves and just really <laughs> monitor right. them. <laughs> right, right. All right. Next one is. This child. <laughs> he turned it up. Cause like, should, we just, should we just take a like pause? You lose, like do you feel like you're losing trust right now? No, not necessarily, <laughs> but it's just like, he, I don't know how long he's going to keep going, and I don't want to record the whole episode. I'm <laughs> screaming. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Brief intermission. All right. Brief intermission, y'all. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> right back at it. Uh, initiative versus guilt. So this is between ages three and five years old. So during the initiative versus guilt stage, children begin to assert their power and control over the world, expressing it in their play and other social interaction. The basic virtue in this stage is purpose. They start exploring a lot of things. During this stage, it is important for caregivers to encourage their exploration and to help children make appropriate choices. Caregivers who discourage or act unresponsive may cause children to feel ashamed of themselves and this may make them in this may affect them in overly depending upon the help of others yeah this seems like a really big stage like this stage i Mm -hmm. think uh 
uh, plays a huge part in confidence. You know, confidence, like people think confidence is like a, a like a vanity type thing, like I'm confident in the way I look. But no, it's like mm-hmm. confidence and ability plays like a way bigger role than like looks or anything, you know? Well, this stage two, yeah, definitely. And like this stage two is if you think about it, this is preschool, right? Before you're getting into, you know, society Mm. basically like this is the stage right before you're introduced into Mm. society where you're going to start school and you know what i'm saying so it's like i said purpose you're starting to learn how to behave and how to basically acclimate and follow rules things like that i I saw this video Mm -hmm. and it was like a woman talking about how like important it is to let your kids do it like whatever it is like even like as like parents you try to like jump in and like finish whatever mm-hmm. they're doing out of like time and stuff like that yeah. but the way yeah, it can right. look for a mm-hmm. three or five year old is like oh i'm doing it wrong just because it's taking me longer i'm doing it wrong mm-hmm. and that can get into yeah. internalized and um yeah i think mm-hmm. like confidence confidence building plays a huge part um you were just yeah. talking about uh social so this was around the age though where you were talking about me yeah, with letting yeah. Shay cook and stuff that was yeah, during this yeah, that's phase. That phase. <laughs> and he would always ask me to like to do because he's probably he's probably been asking me to, if he could cut stuff for the longest and I was finally like, Okay, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's it's difficult because they want to do everything and it's like you can't yeah, do everything now. Um <laughs> when did you start cooking? Like stove cooking. What the fuck is that? Sorry, I hear noises in my building. Um, seven. seven. Yeah, I was young too. Yeah. 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 I feel like these kids. Well, I feel like kids don't really learn how to cook anymore. Um, but like, Mm-mm. I feel like it's way later on in life. I was pretty young. Would you start with? I don't know. I feel like. I feel like us as parents, though, nowadays, too, we just Do don't shit. let our kids like, fuck, I'm not letting my kid cook at seven. Like, because <laughs> we should have like, been doing it. I mean, we, I totally climbed. Exactly. Like I climbed up. Yeah, I climbed up on the stove to get the salt and pepper, fell, burned my arm very badly. Like I had literally had a ring from the electric stove top. Oh, I had no. a ring on my arm because I fell on. I fell on the burner. Yeah. <laughs> That's why like, you can't let kids do stuff. Just, I, don't, I, I don't know. My sister he, heated up some know. spaghetti in the microwave. You know, like when you, mm-hmm. she put it on super long, like to the point where like the styrofoam start yeah. curling up. It turned your plate into a bowl. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, no. And like she had to climb yeah. up and get the and, and get it out the microwave, whatever. And I, I don't think anybody went to go do it for her. And she went and did it herself. She dropped some of that spaghetti on her forearm, nigga. Burnt her oh. little forearm on. She had like a bubble. You ever see like a burn that like Dang. goes into and it was like mm-hmm. that for a while got water in it because she took a shower. Yeah, she, I've had a burn like that. Yeah, All right, it's um, not fun. Moving on, the fourth one is industry versus inferior in inferiority. That's ages five through twelve. Mm-hmm. The basic virtue in this stage is competence. Children learn to read and write, do homework, do sums, do things. Yes, and Lord, they're understand. <laughs> We move yeah, it at you that happy stage, about that, man. ain't you? I don't know. Each stage right, got some right. shit with it. 
school and social interaction plays a key role during this time a child's social world expands considerably as he or she enters into school and develops new friendships um, through social interaction kids begin to develop a sense of pride in their accomplishments and abilities children who do well in school are more likely to develop a sense of competence and confidence and those who struggle with schoolwork may have a harder time developing feelings of confidence and tend to feel inadequacy and develop inferiority complexes um yeah i mean i wouldn't say i'm like i mean this was a long this is seven years so this has been a long time we've been in this phase and now we're moving on to the the next next one. one so that's all like i'm not necessarily like tired of that phase it's just that we were in that for a long time my son's uh-huh. about to be 13 for the listeners that don't know what the hell i'm talking about so this stage that isaiah just read through is from ages 5 through 12 so my son is about to turn 13 in april so i'm just reflecting question as a, as a parent <laughs> um how do you uh-huh how do you uh uh approach you know, celebrating accomplishments and stuff because, you know, I'm on TikTok, stuff is coming my way. And one parent was just like, you shouldn't be like, if, if a kid comes to you and shows you the drawing, like a drawing that they did, first of all, you mm-hmm. let's cut the shit. Kids' drawings be shit. But we as adults be like, that's so great. Not all of that's them. That's so awesome. I know. Some I'm playing kids around. have talent. But, um, they, we'd be like, that's so great. That's so awesome. And they were like, they were saying, like, yeah. don't do that. Because what that does is that's like that might train them to seek approval from others. Instead, go, oh, that's cool. Um, how do you feel about it? Where they can get like a personal attachment and it's more focused on how they feel about mm-hmm. their accomplishments than what an outside force does. And I only say that because, you know, when I used to do music, I used to send half created stuff to people. And their feedback would give me mm-hmm. enough to go, oh, job done. And I would never finish the damn song. Like, it was almost like I was fishing <laughs> for that mm-hmm. outside approval. And I know mm-hmm. that's been a problem for me as far as, like, just create creatively. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, have you ever thought about that aspect at all? I mean, I do that. I think there needs to be a healthy yeah. balance. I mean, you can't, like, never tell your child that you like right, something. Right, right. Damn. Like... Yeah, that's all right. But what do you think about it? like each mm-hmm. time? You know what I mean? Like get get hype. You got to hype your kids up sometimes. Right. Like, come on. Can't always be like that. But I do. Uh, I do always ask him, like, you know, how do you feel about it? Are you proud of yourself? Or, you know, let him know he should be proud of himself or, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, I don't get drawings anymore. <laughs> you but... miss them? <laughs> fridge all, fridge all bear. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> But um, yeah, he'll no, like so he still has art class and he'd be doing some old cool stuff and then I see it later and I'm like, Oh, like dang, don't Aww. show it to me no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But um but yeah, I think I mean I think you should definitely hype your you should be your kid's biggest cheerleader, of course. But yeah, absolutely you should make them reflect on, you know, what they're doing and their accomplishments and see how they feel about it because you know, you might be super hype and they're like, right. whatever. <laughs> I could have did <Right>. better. <laughs> oh, next. I'll, I'll do the next one. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So the next one is from ages 12 to 18. And this is identity versus role <sighs> confusion. So during this stage of adolescence, children explore their independence and develop a sense of self. In this stage, success leads to an ability to stay true to oneself, while failure leads to confusion and a weak self-image. 
Children who don't have a strong sense of their own identity can easily get influenced by others. This stage is crucial because if children get wrongly influenced, they can get into drug addiction, gam- gambling. Like gambling. <laughs> I was gambling. <laughs> I was gambling in these ages. We was playing CeeLo. Yeah, on the air. Are you we was serious? Gambling. We were gambling. Like a lot? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you get your, yeah, you get your little first job. I remember my homeboy started working. <laughs> they all started working at this like... uh. <laughs> I did not oh, know teenagers shit, had gambling shit. problems. Jesus I mean, homeboy Steve was in like 400 with somebody. <laughs> oh, no. That's a lot of right, money for right, a kid. Right. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Okay. Um, so, the virtue in this stage is fidelity. Um, right. Oh, that's right. Explain that a little bit more. Why fidelity? <laughs> Can we get the definition of fidelity? I know what fidelity is, but like. Yeah, so the definition of fidelity is a faithfulness to a person, cause, or belief demonstrated by continuing loyalty or support. So that's just circling back to where they were saying staying true to oneself. That is so important for that age group, 12 to 18. is it ever? I think... You know, you find your identity and it's like, no, I don't care what you say. Like, you know what I mean? I have to stand firm on my beliefs. I can't sway. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and I think, like, at that time, everyone's trying to figure out who they are. Like, like you try everything. Yeah, like you, yeah exactly. Like, you want to pick, yeah, you do. Or you don't. Or you just d- dive deep into right, whatever, right. yeah, you want to be. It's such a confusing time, mm-hmm. yo. Like, wild, confusing. Like, hair's growing different places. Like, like you was just hanging out with, with a girl as a platonic friend. And now, like, there's, like, this element of attraction that is building up. I'm talking, like, 12 on the earlier years i mean i was just i mean i just i don't know i i wasn't confused i just always looked like a child <laughs> so i feel like i was just perpetually waiting Bloom. to like not be look like so yeah to not look like a kid i don't know <laughs> and that didn't come until my junior year of high school so pretty much <laughs> this whole stage whole stage he was out of it he was out the until like until like 16 right, right. 17 yo speaking for me like as a as a man like as a boy like testosterone mm-hmm. like when testosterone starts getting produced what the fuck is going on what's happening like all of a sudden like your body's changing mm-hmm. like if your voice changes like you start having like a desire mm-hmm. for the opposite sex like you start looking like before it was like, mm-hmm. girl, ew, that's a girl now it's like <laughs> oh she's pretty cool <laughs> it's like no nigga testosterone um <laughs> the next one um six intimacy and isolation this is years 18 to 40 that's long as shit and this is where we're in yeah. right now right so a major concern mm-hmm. that arises in the minds of humans in this stage is love and intimacy and relationships with other people, isolation occurs when a person fails to find a partner and fulfill the urge of sexual intimacy. If they don't find a partner, they feel lonely and inferior. The basic virtue of this stage is love. In this stage, humans build romantic relationships. Erickson believes that close friendships are also important to people in this stage. They develop close, committed relationships with other people. These emotionally Emotionally intimate relationships in adulthood play a critical role in this stage. Besides romantic relationships, friendships play a vital role. Closeness, 
honesty, friendship, and love are most required for a nourished life. I think it's hilarious that scientists say it takes 22 years to figure out relationships. <laughs> 22 mm. years. That yeah, sounds and about even, right. And even after Jesus. 22 years, like you'll talk to older couples and they'll still say like, no, nah, I still don't really know them. Been together for, for 30 <laughs> years. Nah. And I guess it's just because like people are forever changing. That or people will just allow you to see what they want you to mm-hmm. see you know what i mean it could also be that it can like you said people, we always are evolving changing you know i mean hopefully we are that's right. what you should be doing but it's also the dark side of it where someone could just never mm-hmm. fully open up like you part know of what me I mean? feels like it's intimacy and isolation like i think we all know somebody who seems like a little isolated like that person that just had doesn't have the good run of luck with relationships at all I mean, don't we all go through a period of isolation, though, or wanting to yeah, be isolated? Yeah, but some people, like, jaded, bad experiences, don't really know how to develop well, those yeah. relationships. But I don't feel like, yeah, but I feel like, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've gone through periods of where I wanted mm-hmm. to be isolated because I don't feel like I was making yeah. good choices or whatever the case was. But, um, and then, like, I'm yeah, always in a damn it, relationship. It like- so it's like, then there's periods of intimacy. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like this is talking about mm-hmm. just one or the other. I feel like it's just cycles. Like, that's what I said. It's verses. Like, you're going through these different things trying to figure stuff out. Like you said, 22 mm-hmm. years to figure it out. You're going to go through periods, I think, where you're like, I ain't well, no good for nobody. <laughs> I think of the extreme cases because even with you like you've gone through periods but you deliberately said that you've gone through that period because you don't feel like you were making the right decisions there's a, such thing as not always that no that not i was like <laughs> no that ain't true either i mean there's been points where i couldn't you know what i mean i couldn't find mm-hmm. a partner or you know it's just like nothing's working out everybody i'm dating is just like not not a good fit um you know there's always it highs and lows. F- like but i'd be thinking of like incels like the the you know the term what does it stand for it's like i I don't think that's even talking about this when these stages were written when these stages were written i don't even think incels was like i I know that for sure but i mean (laughs) there are people that are just like angry and jaded and and don't have that introspection to like you know maybe they lack something into the stages before this in order to have the discernment and you know like i think it all is connected because it the way he's presenting it is like you have to master each step and depending on how you react in each step or what environment you were in during that, it could af- affect your decision making later on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little selfish. So there's two more stages after that, but we not in that age bracket. Like, do you want to read through them? <laughs> you want you want to read mm-hmm. through them? You want to get through it? Of course. I mean, we're going to we're going to be going into right. these stages Fuck sooner man. than later. So, I mean, we could keep talking about the past, which we just ran through the past, which is who gives a fuck about that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> we're not going back there. We're not going back no. there, are we? We should You're learn right. about You're what right. we're going you can into. Take the next one, number seven. Oh, oh you ain't want to read it. <laughs> All right. Oh, I practiced this word. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't even be. <laughs> I saw that word. I said, what the, the hell is that word? Two. I'm glad he showed me these notes before. <laughs> what the hell is that? 
All right, so the next stage is generativity versus stagnation. So this is ages 40 through 65 years old. All right, so this stage occurs during middle adulthood. The term generativity was coined by Erickson. It refers to establishing an ethnicity, a culture, a base that will guide the next Mm. generation. Okay. Generativity also refers to making your mark on the world through creating or nurturing things that will outlast an individual. A generative person instigates a change. The virtue in this stage is care. Okay, so I'm 40. Which makes a lot of sense. You have to fucking care. I'm 40 to 65. And that's the problem nowadays. I'm 40 to 60. Hmm? I've been 40 to 60. I've been in this stage for maybe the past 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i mean i get a little mad at people right. in this stage because all they want to do is fucking complain and bitch and moan about what all the kids are doing when they're the ones who are supposed to be the leaders helping create change mm-hmm. by caring you don't care you just want to complain and i feel like us millennials will start <laughs> actually showing mm-hmm. it care <laughs> And then we'll get even better with the kids nowadays because the kids actually do care. Yeah, I remember there was this like time period where like the, the I don't give a fuck culture, nothing matter culture, like uh, mm-hmm. that was a dangerous. I mean, no, I mean, we're going to kind of touch on that. I think that it's all from this whole like American dream nonsense that got pushed into the, the desire mm-hmm. of materialism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just, you just start worrying more and more about yourself because you're consuming and you want more, you want more, you're worried mm-hmm. only about mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Who ha- you want, you want more than the next person. You want to beat the, the Joneses. Joneses. Right, you don't want right. to keep up with them. Um, so yeah, I feel like that too adds to, you know, why that generation isn't doing what right. they're supposed to be done. Um, all right. So the last one is ego integrity versus despair. This is 65 years onwards. Erickson identified that in this stage, a person faces internal conflict, which involves reflecting upon one's life, feeling either satisfied or happy with one's life or feeling a deep sense of regret and basic virtue in this stage. Though the basic virtue in this stage is wisdom. Um, I can attest to this. You know, our parents are getting older. Um, my mother has a tendency to ask about the past. Like she'll bring up certain things, just ask a question. Mm-hmm. How was your childhood? This, that, and the third. And I think it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting seeing people grow older. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, with all the wisdom they've obtained, they still have un- unanswered questions. They still, they, they don't have mm-hmm. it all figured out and they still, uh, you know, very introspective time. Well, I mean, I think why not of ask course, those of questions? <laughs> you know, yeah, no, how's you going to know? But I feel like it's gotten more uh, frequent as of late. Yeah, yeah you're saying with yeah. that age, right? Um, are your parents mm-hmm. in that age group right now? See, mine aren't there yet, so I'm still dealing with the not <laughs> segment. Got <laughs> to start airing it out. <laughs> Just joking. Oh, man. <laughs> We're all we're all going through our own yes, we pieces are. of life. Okay. Um 
All right. So that was the eight stages of life, which I thought was super interesting because I never thought about it being broken down that way. But of course, that mm. makes sense. Um, so, all right. So, I mean, let's where get into yeah, what is a life crisis. What is it? I always hear that term. And I'm like, is it like mm-hmm. a real thing? Did some people just say, do you kind of like just casually throw it out there? Like when you see someone doing something mm. a little erratic, you know what I mean? It's like, where did Quick this question. come from? Quick question. Um, like when you've heard, mm-hmm. before you did the research on this, when you heard midlife crisis, wasn't it always like associated to men? Yeah. I feel like it was always yeah, like. Yeah, but I never thought that it was, I, I, I never I never personally equated it to men. I just equated it to yeah. people getting older. Um, but in general, if I think about just in culture, yeah, you think about a man who goes right, out and gets right. a sports See, that's car the first thing I thought about and that. starts sleeping with a receptionist. Like that's mm-hmm. always the thing. And um, I, there, what was that during the lecture? They were talking about a movie or something. It's like a movie about this guy I going through his like crisis. Yeah, or I forgot play. his name. But was that was that what he yeah, did? Pretty it was kind of like erratic. <laughs> he similarly like left mm-hmm. his family and so all right. So oh, so what I was, was just you, asking, you asking like, oh, like what was your perception of it before doing it? Before doing it, like if that guy with the sports car popped up in your head immediately, because mm-hmm. I never looked at it any other way. Whenever I've heard midlife crisis, it was always yeah. just centered around a, a man dissatisfied mm-hmm. with his life, and it really. That's why I like this uh, right. this video that she sent because they actually mm-hmm. delve into what women go through. <laughs> like, uh, can you imagine that? <laughs> um, I mean, how I don't even remember him touching that much. It wasn't that. It wasn't. It wasn't. He didn't touch it. that much on it. But one of the things that he did say was like they didn't really study like what a midlife crisis would look like with women and it really just boiled down to like her biological mm. clock yeah, okay, yeah and, and he also right, said right. that men at this okay. time uh uh had a tendency to blame their midlife crisis on their wives or on women <laughs> um, <laughs> uh-huh and i mean a big a big deal too uh that they were saying added to it was that um in the 70s they changed they added in that you could have a no fault a divorce so it made people uh able to get divorces Mm. way easier because before that you had to say something like mental anguish like he's abusive you had had to have something you couldn't do irreconcilable irreconcilable differences that's what i think it is maybe i said it wrong I'm not a doctor. Irreconcilable differences. That was wrong. Is that really wrong? Really wrong. I make up words all the time. Whatever. Go ahead. Okay. So, but anyway. So yeah, like once they put in the no fault that like it, you know, I mean, you both could just agree to just end it. I believe between 1970 through 1975, there was a 70,000 increase oh in God. divorces just from that one year. 
Yeah, and I actually saw some arguments saying that that was the wrong move because then it's like a lot of single parent households, teen pregnancy mm-hmm. went up. It's hard to know, you know, because of course some marriages did need to end, but you know, it just made it easily to, to just right, right, give right. up on it. Um, but who knows, you know, every situation's so different. But um but yeah, that um having that freedom to be able to just walk away from your marriage more easily and then with um the new freedom movement of the seventies and you know, especially women feeling more empowered and things like that, they were able to leave marriages mm-hmm. more easily. So it's like so many things play into this midlife crisis thing. But um, as far as a definition, a midlife crisis is a period of time during middle age in which some people experience existential fears around their own their own mortality, as well as what they've accomplished so far in life and what the future holds for them. It's something characterized, something that is characterized as happening between the ages of 40 and 60, maybe even 35 to 65, depending. And it's just somebody feeling discontent with the aspect of their life and often times taking steps to remedy the discontent those steps are often drastic life changes like starting a whole new career path or trying to retain or reclaim some sort of youthful behavior shit yeah so um was i wanted to say something on that um so um i mean but them saying it could be as early as 35 <laughs> like i just i think of like when you get those feelings of as we're getting i mean we're reaching right. 35 now so it's like we're just getting to the point at the beginning of where you could say that midlife is Nick, getting I've ready been to there. start i feel like i've been an old man my entire life yo <laughs> i really do i feel like i've had questions and whether know. i'm supposed to be doing what i'm supposed to be doing and and like uh trying to justify mm-hmm. uh kind of my existence with i wouldn't say material things mm-hmm. but with like you know personal accomplishment like i'm always trying to mm-hmm. learn something new well like, oh, let's just pick up the piano yeah. like add that to the bag I, mean, I will i will always say right and that's what i'll say i will always say that i feel for people that do not have kids because so right, easily we right, can right, just be like right. our kids <laughs> what's your you purpose know, I was to my homeboy and um that yeah, makes it yeah. so easy. I was talking easy. to my homeboy, and he was like, because he had a kid, like, right when we got out of high school, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. he, you know, he might have been going with it with his girlfriend at the time. And one of the things he said, he was just like, fuck it, I got my daughter. Like, he, he made something that would have been, like, if I, was going, if I was going through it with a significant other or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and you know, that would be the monumental thing in my life at that moment. But with him, it was just like, yo, it ain't worth it. I have mm-hmm. something more important to focus on. So it's so it, that's easy. That's the thing. Yeah, we always have something yeah. else put in perspective. Yeah, but that's I'm like, I was just out here. Right? Just, just out here. Selfish. Just out here. <laughs> just out here. Selfish. You don't have any. I mean, it's, 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 it, you got to really find something to ground you, you know, because it's like you don't have that easily just something right, to say that's right. your purpose. I saw a po- I saw a post Man, recently that said, "Yo, mm-hmm. like people without kids struggling financially. Fuck y'all doing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but like it's 
I mean, I don't. I mean, it depends on. I, I don't think. I don't even think that matters because I think work ethic is worth that. Because I know even with my son, I was working two jobs. I was trying to take yeah. a third. Like if, you know, when times was hard, like it's so difficult working more than one job. But I know for a fact, like if I didn't have any kids, like I'd right. Be- <laughs> Isn't it amazing how I'd be uh, trying to get the yeah, bag? Yeah, that's or or it can go totally different. It can go totally like fuck it. Mm. I can be a degenerate. I don't have anybody. Like it just depends right. on you know the type of mindset that you have. Yeah, it depends on you. Yeah, that's how they get done. That doesn't matter. It depends on your yeah you personally. But um, but uh, I was trying to think where I was. Try- well, else I was trying to go. Um. Oh, I was saying, yeah, that like we're just getting to that age now. Um, sorry, we digress a little bit about the kids talk. Um, but you do start to I know you were saying that you've been feeling like you've been going yeah. through this already. But um, I mean, with your with your kids and with your parents getting older, you do start to focus more on mortality a lot. So I can get why that's a big factor in what's causing mm-hmm. a crisis. Um, there was a quote that said, where is it? It's a paradox of life that we do not begin to live until we begin to die. Um, and basically, when you're getting to this age, wait, did I write that down? Because it was saying, um, darn it, I don't know if I wrote that down. It was basically saying that, like, at age 30 is when your body starts to start breaking <laughs> yeah. down. Like, your body literally starts dying the, at age 30. Bone on bone in the knee. Like, no cartilage left. Like, it's over. So, like, yeah, like, your body basically, like, starts to deteriorate, like, around age 30. So, it's like you're going through your own decomposition. Mm. Like, you're starting to feel it, you know, and then... It's putting maybe you're you know you start going through issues with your parents things like that um you may have kids that are entering into yeah, their adolescent comes, comes phase too at which the same is time. That's, that's what crazy. i'm dealing with yeah that's what i'm dealing with along with the infant fun mm. um so <laughs> so um I can see how it starts to set you into a panic, you know, because I I feel like I start to get into a panic, too, a little bit Mm -hmm. thinking about it. Um, Just like, oh, all this stuff is getting very real. We're getting older. Oh, my God. Things are changing. Can't continue on how you used to be. Like, you really literally have to start changing your life. And, like, we're getting to the end of that phase of that 18 to 40. So, you know, each phase, you got to change how you operate. Um. But I was I wrote down that um, I feel like when you get to the stage, sometimes you kind of have frequent thoughts of just like, oh, I just want to get rid of everything. Yeah, like you know purge. what I mean. So like you try to find ways. Yeah, you try to find ways to like go into this new phase more easily, because you don't want to deal with all your baggage right. of the past. <laughs> So that sounds like you feel like you want to just like burn all your belongings, start over, move away to a new town mm. where no one knows you. You know, it's like I feel like at this age where you're getting into your 40s, you do have to start to circle back to mend some things that you just letting go way too long, whether that be relationships, your health. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I see why people 
at 40s <laughs> it looked like shit <laughs> like the well you could always go two shit. ways you could you could get to 40 no i'm I just know. saying in yeah. general like it's i stressful. could see why you know when we were younger just be like dang why are the adults <laughs> so unhealthy like why is, <laughs> they're taking you what uh, oh. why is all the one of the things that, like was, was that he brought up he was like you know you're going into your midlife and that's at the time that mm-hmm. you know your kids are going into that huge stage of adolescence and it's also at the time where your parents are going mm-hmm. to that stage where you know they might need to get taken care of more so you're pulled generationally in two different directions like you're going to be responsible for two I mean, what do they say uh what's it called once a once an adult twice a child you know so mm-hmm. stress the fuck out i mean we've been talking about that we've been talking about our parents getting <laughs> older and like having to be ready for certain events mm-hmm. like knock on wood you know um it's right. stressful last time it, and and when i say ready it's not just emotionally right. ready it's financially ready and that's what i wanted to get into um what's that quote though um uh, I had sorry notes. go ahead what you're um, gonna say i wanted to get into because like a lot of times they say like midlife crisis it just seems like a, it's an internal thing but there's roles that like you know mm-hmm. society plays on it there's an economic role to it to mm-hmm. the midlife crisis there's a social environment mm-hmm. you know the social norms that we just kind of unanimously agree upon the expectation of major life events and the order and the time in which they should happen um these are all things mm-hmm. that play on how you feel about where you're at in life and what was crazy is they were talking back in like mm-hmm. the 1960s or i don't know what the time frame when this this information i mean it was way before, yeah, it might even before, even then. Been before then but think about mm-hmm. in present day just like with everything i assume social media probably exacer is going to exacerbate the shit out of this like the constant yeah the, the constant crisis. pressure to compete i'm sure it has been or we haven't I seen it hope yet i think we're going to get hit with it like <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're definitely forty years old, forty year olds, and fifty year olds they on social, social media, media right now. but like they, they, they still taking pictures. Yeah, we don't know their person. They probably going through, but a they're still taking pictures in the mirror. The like they, <laughs> they still. That's what I'm saying. That's a crisis, right? Exactly. Like they're trying, they're That's finding their place. Old folks be cutting up on social media, bro. They on the TikTok chat on oh, yeah. the TikTok. So you have the economic, you have the social role, and then you have the biological restraints. You know, for women, um, the ability to get pregnant or the higher risk of pregnancy as they get older in age. Um, for men, that's one thing I want to challenge a little bit. Like any man that wants a kid, I don't think they want to have a kid at six, have a toddler at sixty. That just doesn't make sense to me. I just feel mm-hmm. like anybody worthwhile wants to see their kid grow up. So there is a sort of clock for men it might not be biological but it's just like a logic clock like nigga i want to be around for my kid to grow up like that's a clock um Mm -hmm. yeah i wanted to (laughs) that's all i wanted to add i think yeah no that's fine i mean we might as well just touch real quick on how at least in our society here in the united states how our midlife crisis um issue kind of came about um now i don't remember this happened after which war because this is around the 1930s that's world war ii okay let me me so it's like after the great depression 
Yeah, after the <laughs> well, that's like after the Great Dip. Well, that's like around Great Depression time. I think, yeah, I oh, think sorry, World Great War II was after right that. after. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we're, yeah, we're just yeah, all we're wrong. Right. Anyway, this is around the 1930s. <laughs> we're right. So everyone is, uh, you know, there's the we're Great right. Depression. Okay, there's the Great Depression. You know, um, there's hard times. Blah 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 blah. So then, um, I don't know what came first. The American dream concept. Oh, because then there was the book, um, Life Begins at 40. That was supposed to be like a self-help mm. book. I think that was before. And I think the American dream came after. I'll look it up. Mm. You can keep talking. All right. Okay. Well, from the lecture, basically, they're just saying that um, this book came out. And it was a fiction, but it started to be used as self-help. And it was just basically saying that, you know, don't deny yourself of the luxuries of life. Um, you know, that's how you truly live, which is like, yeah, sure. You know, be positive, surround yourself with things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, that's the way that you want to live. Um, they both came out. The they whole both came American- out around the, the same time. So I think the. The book was 1932, thought, yeah. Life Begins at 40. The American mm-hmm. Dream uh, first appeared in the works of James Truslow Adams. And that looks like that was around mm-hmm. 1931. So they're around the same period. Okay. Mm-hmm. So before this, though, before these uh, concepts started coming out, um, you know, people were just used to the simple mm. way of life and also fucked up a little bit you know because, you like, work it was like the economy was down this is around the great depression there was no need to work for more there's no need to really yeah. want for more everyone was kind of on an equal plane for the most part um not yeah i was gonna say people, that but- it was never for <laughs> us but like <laughs> but you know it, it's crazy because like as a black person it was never for us but mm-hmm. like be it outdated i do believe that there's some remnants like left over that still like permeate present day society like we still kind of well i mean like yeah you wonder like where all this like extravagantness comes where you need to have the house and the boat like you know and the two cars in the driveway it's like when did all this mess start you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so that's kind of explaining where this came from it was these two ideals of the american dream and that book, Life Begins at 40, where um, family started to look to this, where, um, like I was saying before, it was just saying, you know, like, live your life in luxury, mm-hmm. you know, um, try to move your mental mental state to be like that, blah, blah, blah. But of course, you know, <laughs> it didn't go that way. And I think you yes. wrote something so, on it. Wh- yeah, you what I had ahead, saw was that, like... That. <laughs> The life begins at 40. That seemed like that was the extravagant where he started just wilding and buying expensive stuff like that led to like the luxury side. But I think with the American dream and I think James Truslow's Adams um, was really trying to get across that, like, you know, we're going through all this strife, turmoil and stuff and we've been down, but we can create like a new scale for a basis of values. Like we don't have to be depressed at midlife. Cause yeah, I think this is a time when like mm-hmm. soldiers are coming back mm-hmm. from war. You know what I mean? Like shit's mm-hmm. fucked up. 
Um, and he said, and I think he said, like, collectively, if we can, like, trust and love working with one another, we can make this world a better place. Right. And that's something that we should be working towards. But this, unfortunately, had like the opposite effect. So then. I'll never hear that about no American dream. All I hear about is well, um, the material. I'm about to, yeah, the I'm about to get the to it. So what ended up happening was there was a collapse of the American dream. You know, the, the hopes and dreams are dashed by global conflict, economic and social strife. Um, um, that leaves the people struggling, the population struggling. I mean, even right now, like we're going through a pandemic. We're going mm-hmm. we're on the edge of war, student loan debt. We had social unrest. It's been wild or whatever. So I can't imagine being deep into your 40s around this time. We need mm-hmm. to check up on our our, our older brothers and sisters. <laughs> um, but the original mm-hmm. idea of the American dream was like kind of independent of the environment and the effects of that environment. And what was once of like a collective mindset, it just morphed into material consumption. Like, okay, we can't have a perfect world because of global conflict, because of all this other shit that's outside of our control. But what we can do is change our mindset and and just focus on material things to be the placeholders of those emotions Mm -hmm. that we're having so there you have the emergence of Mm. you know the narcissistic self-fulfillment that drove the behavior the pleasure of consuming the pleasure of consuming people um um Mm -hmm. searching for happiness in a hurry you know um there's a Mm -hmm. quote forgot where it was from it was during a lecture and it said uh in this mindset stressed by life circumstances feeling that they have failed feeling that although they've they're looking down at death everyone was telling them that life begins at 40 and things should be getting better at that moment they were anxious and perhaps more depressed than they would have been otherwise and by otherwise meaning if no one told me that life began at 40 and then when i get to 40 40 ain't what y'all been saying well now i have to take matters into my own hands yeah i mean right you're like you're supposed to have all these things like because i mean you see i mean i know we Mm. see it amongst our peers where it's like oh my god like i'm not here i I mean i'm sure we all kind of feel it like damn we should have a house by now but i mean that's why it's like it's it's gonna have to morph and shift because i don't honestly i'm not putting that pressure on myself because look at how this shit is Look at how everything is. And that's why I was like, even with the kids, like, you know, the 20 year olds and stuff, it's rough it's out, here. out here. You know what I mean? We have to change these ideas that we think are social norms because it ain't fucking normal. Well, yeah, no more. that's what <laughs> it ain't. It ain't like that for us no more. <laughs> so the pressures that society tries to place on that you should have all this. Stuff, I mean, we already laughed at 30. When you said that you should have the whole family and the kids in the house at 30. I mean, we are already laughing at that. So I saw, <laughs> we'll see how things keep I on I saw a quick changing. video and it, it went and talked to like an older, it was like an older white woman. And the, it had asked mm-hmm. what she thought houses cost nowadays. And she said oh, $35,000. That's that bootstrap <sighs> shit. Now, now, how the... F- I'm sorry, but when the last in house been that motherfucking cheap that you just literally don't care because you ain't when even been paying attention to nothing. If you think that's maybe she got dementia. <laughs> um, all I right. think all right. So, <laughs> like you were saying, I think it's important, like you know how culture affects this stuff. 
or just the age, you know, mm -hmm. we're not just aged by our bodies, our minds. We're also aged by history and cultural values and attitudes mm -hmm. and beliefs, norms, practices we inherited from the past. So like you were saying, like shit got to change. And uh, I also saw that it's in different cultures, people age themselves in different ways. You know, here in the West, everything's very linear. We mark significant birthdays, uh, Sweet 16, which is weird. I want to know the history of Sweet 16 because I'm pretty sure there's some bullshit uh, attached to that because, <laughs> you know, it's a different mm -hmm. age. People were getting married much younger. People get married at 16 at some point in the past, mm -hmm. but whatever. But you have your sweet 16s, you have your, your, you know, the 30 is the milestone, the big 50, you know, and whereas like other cultures, you know, it's more like social events. It's more like marriage, children, becoming grandparents. I think those things have made their way to us, but we still have a very like numerical approach to like. Mm -hmm. tying significance to age you know and yeah. i think you know personal mm -hmm. fulfillment and satisfaction is kind of like a moving target like they are achievements of like moments and moments pass which suck but it's just the natural mm -hmm. progression of things so i think yeah i think we're just bound by either the past shit that we inherited or the times that we live in you know, how, how even politically, mm -hmm. how politically shit affects us as far as where we think we should be. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll go back to student loans. How many people would have a house if they didn't have student loans on their shit? Man. <laughs> <laughs> just fucked up. up. And that's going to shit. That's going to be the shit. I'll just get off that. Listen to this. All right, so I, I guess I want to circle back to the part that made me feel good because you guys right. need to feel good. We've been talking about this now for over an right. hour and it's just all been downhill, downhill, downhill. So can you actually go back up to that quote you wrote down about them? The mindset it's, one? Uh, um, no, towards, it says when you get to the point of life where all you can see when they're talking about life, like when you're okay. climbing up the I'll hill and you get to I'll the peak. That. I think that was me writing that. Yeah. You did. I was just asking because you didn't read it. And I, I, oh, had, I wrote you. something else. It was something that tied to that that made right. me feel so better. I wrote down, um, when you get to the point of life where all you can see is the inevitability of death, life is like climbing up a hill to get to a peak. Then you appreciate the view while you're there, but in your peripheral, you can see the bottom. And I've asked you, and it, what's funny is All the right, last couple so, of years I've said that, I'm like, yo, do you yeah. have like a feeling of mortality that has like come into play recently? I think I asked you that at 30. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I always say that because right, okay, of my kids, okay. you know, because I'm always like, you know, my God. But um, but it was always my mm -hmm. kids, you know, I mean, well, Shay now, Eon, but now that I'm getting, I feel like now that I'm going through stuff with like my parents and family and everything, it's like now, like it's starting to come into play mm -hmm. of them. And then, you know, my friends are losing their parents and it's just like, you know, you're like, oh crap, like, like it's happening here. Yeah. All right. Then it can, it's like, it could be me, you know, cause then you're like all going through our own different health stuff. Like I, I just made an appointment to go see a cardiologist. Cause I'm like, right. I just want to get checked. Cause it's like, you know, you don't know what's going on. We're getting at the age where you, you know, you, get, you need to know your status. Yeah, straight heart, heart attack, heart attack at 35. You got, 
but yeah, right? right. I mean, it happens. Um, so, you know, we need to make sure that we're on top of our health. But um, the thing that made me put it into perspective differently was with that quote talking about like getting to the top of the hill and, you know, all you can see is just, you know, you're at the, you're at the peak of your life, yeah. which is what we're taught. You're at the peak of your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? At, at 40, basically. It's all downhill from here. But instead of looking at it like that, you look at it like you have another lifetime to live. I mean, just say that you live to 70. It's a lot of years between 40 right. and 70. That's basically your whole, like, imagine that. But you're like, you've already lived to 40. That's 40 years you've already lived. Imagine you have another 40 years to go. So that's already your whole life lived. You still have another mm -hmm. lifetime to go, but you're conscious and you have wisdom. Right. <laughs> this time so if you look at it like that just think about it it's like i've already been on this earth this freaking long and i actually have this amount of time mm -hmm. again to do lord willing that gives you much more hope you know what i'm saying much more focus and direction that you have time mm -hmm. there's time you know what i'm saying you always think like oh crap i'm running out of time I'm getting older i'm running out of time no you're going to be able to do it faster and smarter because <laughs> you have experience now you're not doing you're not going through all those clumsy right. baby stages i think there's like a i, so I like I, that i like, I like that. that too it ain't over mm -hmm. you're at the halfway mark you have a, a lot no. more life to live lord willing god willing um i also think like yes. our relationship with death in like the western world kind of feeds into that that anxiety i know there's some cultures where like death isn't a scary thing where I think that if, if we weren't in a culture where we we're getting murdered and we had such crazy mm -hmm. ways people die, I think natural death, you know what I'm saying, is completely different than right, the kind right, of death right. that unfortunately we deal with in these current days or just even like, I mean, worrying about your home getting bombed, like right, all that no, crazy sure. shit, you know what I mean? So I think that plays yeah. into it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's... What okay, got? I'm, I got more stuff. Oh, okay, let's no, go. I'm not done. I just know it gets I'm to an done. hour. You start getting fuck? a little. I ain't done. <laughs> I know, but we like we were kind of dragging in the beginning, you're talking right. about give... nonsense, and then we had to take a break. So I don't have much more, but I have a little bit more. Um, a few more things I thought was really interesting. So there is a term going around called middle essence, which I thought was funny because <laughs> it sounds middle funny essence. to me. Middle essence. Um. So Barbara Waxman is pushing this movement. So instead of calling it a midlife crisis, she wants it to be called middle essence. She's not the first person to introduce this term, but she has been pushing it. Um, I believe she's like a life coach, but she's been like on TV talking about it. I think she wrote like a book. Um, so basically middle essence is a second adolescence, but with wisdom. Uh, so she says, you're not young, but you certainly aren't old. Your relationships are likely to be changing. Your body is morphing in mysterious and challenging ways. You may find yourself so busy with things and people who need you that you just don't have time to take care of yourself the way you should. You're exhausted. You begin to wonder if it's all downhill from here. Think of it as like a second adolescence. We have questions about our place in the world and we're wondering about our future. Same as the kids. Our sense of self and identity is evolving, just like adolescence. Middlescence is emerging from a demographic and cultural shift in our country, and naming it will naming it will change the way we experiment. Sorry, naming it will. In <laughs> Damn, 
Naming it will change the way we experience this impactful part of our lives. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting to look at instead of saying mm-hmm. midlife crisis, because it's like just naming it a crisis off top already puts it in right. just a negative right. connotation and just a bad view. You know what I mean? Just because you're moving into a different phase of your life does not mean you're having a mm-hmm. fucking crisis. Um, but if you look at it like that, like you are entering a second adolescence and it's so weird too, because I feel like the past few years, just like so many nostalgic things have been coming back into my life. Like things I used to love as an adolescent, I feel myself circling back to right now because mostly it brings me comfort a lot too. I just forgot about certain things and it just popping back up, but I'm trying to find things that used to bring me joy before you know I mean? for the world like took this it from little, me. Uh, <laughs> Before, yeah, before, like, I had responsibilities, like, adult Mm -hmm. responsibilities, you know what I mean? I'm trying to find those things before we had to actually deal with the real world. Um, But I I did come across this, which was super interesting to me. So it said, adolescence, as we know, it didn't exist as a word until... Psychologist G. Stanley Hall coined the term for a book he wrote in 1904. So today we recognize adolescence as that time when we experience a major transition in parentheses puberty in who we are and how we see the world. Prior to this book, society rushed kids into adulthood. I never even thought about that because you'd see back in old days, like they had the kids up in them steam shops and the warehouses. Niggas <laughs> working, bro. And now that shit is like illegal. They was dirty with the overall Yo, son, I saw chat. a video. They used to send, yo, yo, son, they used to do <laughs> chimney cleaning and would send a straight, a straight toddler in the chimney, in the chimney. And pull him up, oh and he'd be just covered in ash. Like, that was just a good thing to inhale. Madness. 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 <laughs> so, prior to this book, society rushed kids into adulthood, marriage, babies, and working in the factory. All happened in your mid-teens. Fortunately, we now see adolescence as a natural and necessary prep for adulthood. Right. That's crazy. That he wrote it in a fucking book and then it's like oh yeah i guess that i guess that should be a thing (laughs) like it is the kids do need a transition between being a child and being an adult i guess they don't they don't need to be in the in the coal mine factory (laughs) yeah i guess they do need a little period of transition fucking weird so sorry um so back into what uh, Barbara's statement about middlescence she said, maybe it's time for a similar rethinking of midlife. When our bodies are changing, once again, hair is gray, thinning are gone, eyesight changes, wrinkles appear, women complete menopause, and men experience andropause, hormonal changes. I meant to look more into that. Our bodies are emerging out of the core of adulthood and transforming into something else. So. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, a real interesting perspective um, as far as getting older and not thinking of it as like, oh, it's all downhill from here. Or, oh, I'll never be this or oh, it's too late for that. Um, but yeah, sorry, I just skipped real quick over andropause, but they call andropause male menopause. Um, it's just basically your lowering of your testosterone with age, um, but I'm sure it affects other things. Um, I'm not sure what those things are. <laughs> Dudes see. ain't gonna study that. Dudes just study how to get testosterone back in their body. I'm telling you, yo, we we try to live as <laughs> if we're gonna live like forever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like some of these things are inevitable because mm-hmm. it's just saying like 
you know, hair loss, fatigue, low muscle mass, your sex drive goes low, memory loss. But that's, I mean, that's in essence, senescence. Senescence as well is what senescence. That's like one of the first things you said. And I said, what the fuck is senescence? Senescence is, (laughs) I'm going to probably butcher this uh, definition, but senescence is basically just your cells kind of breaking down and just not working anymore. Just with age. The cells are kind of retiring, it seems like. I don't know if that's a perfectly accurate definition, but something There's people doing lines. work to, like, um, reverse age. And I'd just be thinking about, like, just how, like, egotistic. I know, Who but think about it. Who wants to stay like, on Earth? Who will, y'all really using want science so you can, like, live forever? Like, how egotistical is that? Here? You don't want to go to a different dimension. You gotta believe. You gotta believe in basic di- bitch. You gotta believe in. Why dimensions. would you want to stay here? I think there's dimensions. I'm just saying. Some people don't believe in nothing. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that you had to believe right, right. in it. Like it's just there. And you know what I do okay. think was interesting though is um because even in that video, they did make a correlation from you know adolescence to midlife crisis. They said both of those periods of time are like identity. The the conflict in those periods are identity mm-hmm. crises. So it's like as adolescents, you're trying to figure yeah. out who you are, and I think you know as a mm-hmm. as an adult or as in, when you go into middle age, I think you're trying to figure out what you want to be. Well, yeah, I mean, you, I saw something else somewhere that said basically like you're not an adult till you're like 25. You're not, which is your true. brain don't stop developing. You're not. I think you're an adult. And, when your brain stops developing. I mean, like, you're still a fucking kid. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, you're going through the exploratory phase. Um, you know what I mean? Around that age, trying to figure out what you want to be, where you're going to land. I mean, life goes in so many different directions. People you're going to meet. Um, and, I mean, I, I, I know I still kind of feel the pressure of, like, you know, I need to be who I'm going to be at 40. Like, I need to have it set that, you know what I mean? I know... I know what I'm, I want to do with myself, um, but for what? It's always evolving. It's always changing. You don't need to know what you're going to be. I mean, just be whatever you're going to be in that moment, but it doesn't have to be anything set where you need to be putting pressure on yourself. Of course, you should have goals. Not saying just be out here <laughs> floating around. You absolutely should have goals and you should be consistently working on goals at all points of your life. Um, we are always learning. Uh, life never stops. We're never getting to a point where it's just like, oh, okay, we got everything we need to do. Let's just go lay on the beach. <laughs> it seems like that's how it'd be, but I don't know. You know, like even as you like accomplish things, you yeah, it's on to the next. It's on to the next. It's like chasing that balloon. Always it's that kid chasing that, that balloon really that, that you know sit. what I mean that's floating off into the sky. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. interesting. Because I always had this concept, you know how you said like recently it's been nostalgic and like certain things are coming back that you enjoy. What you doing over there? Don't mind me. I just uh, knocked the plant over. Um, but going. yeah, like you said, like nostalgic things are coming back and, you know, you find yourself circling back to mm-hmm. things that you enjoyed as a kid. And I always had this like concept yeah. or this idea. I don't know. You know, I always like think of phrases or whatever and what i can turn them into if i can turn them into something creative and Mm -hmm. it it was chasing childhood Mm -hmm. i think that like 
happiness comes when you chase the things that used to get your heart racing as a kid or when you do the things mm-hmm. that you used to really enjoy as a kid like we've talked recently where yeah when's the last time you drew something we grew up drawing we Dude, grew up i literally drawing just bought i know i just bought more brushes yeah. and paints and canvases just, just because i saw a good mm-hmm. deal when i was out and i was like i just need this at my fingertips because i i i mean it's definitely missing from my life yeah, i know from your is. life because um, it's like fuck all the like artist shit just for like Instagram oh i want to do it for notoriety or, or for a career or anything like i genuinely yeah. just like to do it yeah. it was fun it almost like the society makes you feel like mm-hmm. you have to do it for that purpose and you know what and i think that that's what's been a deterrent for me for a while i mean most people don't even know that i'm an yeah, artist uh, and <laughs> you people know I mean? if y'all if listen you... to this one of the dopest i've ever seen I used to go to Brit. I used to go to Brit. I used to draw something, go to Brit, and be like, "Hey, yo, I can't figure this out. Can you can you fix this?" And she do 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 finished, <laughs> finished. Like really one of the dopest, yo. Like y'all missing out. Um, oh, thanks, eh? Nah, no problem. Thank you. I know, and you know what? That's what they say too about like your gifts and your talents. Like you know, you shouldn't be holding on to them. You right. need to share them. So that's another thing too. You know, it's like holding not sharing my gift you know what i mean it's doing a disservice to myself we, we and skipped others. past something that was pretty funny uh one of the things that comes with middle age hmm. is brick going out shopping and finding a good deal a good deal <laughs> ah! <laughs> you find it? yeah i just bought it because it was a good deal like that's you don't even want to know what a good deal was at either i ain't gonna tell nah, you because it's gonna make it even worse where's that shit where was you at <laughs> <laughs> is that where you got that shawl <laughs> the midlife shawl shut up no this was this was a gift <laughs> this is a christmas oh gift. my god this is my little uh my little oh, shawl not, i didn't say it cute. wasn't cute i'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying the the as you get older <laughs> the velcro shoes look a little better you know what i'm saying i've been seeing the 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 what you oh, got? Oh, oh, yes. This plantar fasciitis ain't no joke, man. I'm, I'm, I'm spending some money. Oh yeah, on some you got plantar. Some little bullshit shoes. How, how you oh, been yeah. treating it? I've been dealing with that thought, for a long time. You how you been treating it? You know what you got to do. Why didn't you tell me I you have been? You... you never spoke about this. Okay, we'll talk off air. That. I'm it just saying it's so horrible. Bad. Like I didn't it's, know you were going through this. Especially in the this morning. The morning be all tight. <laughs> yeah oh what are you talking about i'm like hobbling like i'm i'm freaking dying i've said it a few times and you didn't say anything because before when i said what? i was going like a, through it i never yeah, even it's knew what this it's was like a, a way of life for me like it's almost like a norm it's just like oh well, you too how long it have comes you been dealing goes. with this it comes this and goes insanity it comes and goes oh mine hasn't gone it's just been it's well what you've been, been doing <laughs> you've been doing anything to treat it i mean like it's just like every morning it sucks um yeah now i'm trying Freeze to but put i mean some water, it's also like put some weight <laughs> that's pretty much yeah, it comes and goes as my weight goes up and down <laughs> <laughs> yo it's, uh what's it called uh freeze up freeze a bottle of water and um uh, roll your foot on it yeah roll your foot roll on it, it under foot i have foot roller i have a foot mm-hmm. i have but a wooden foot too. roller i have a different foot massager yeah, no, that actually and then, sounds um, really nice. 
Um, I have acupressure sandals. I this is have, mid-age um, stuff. They get all the we get all the tools is, and stuff. We get madness. all the yeah this is crazy so yeah i had to get me some um little house shoes that because you can't you got you got to walk with support yeah i've played basketball this isn't cute so i've hooped dog like um this is crazy i'm like what if i need to run from danger i'm gonna get your toes back (laughs) don't pull your toes back a lot of people have the like the idea that they need to like stretch their foot that's don't do I, that I, actually yeah, it, pull it, it, your toes it, it, like forward towards your heel kind of because mm-hmm. like it's little breaking mm-hmm. it's like the fascia is like mm-hmm. little what are, who are we what are mm-hmm. we talking about yo <laughs> all right well let's go what we're, are we're we going. talking we're going about now. We're going. all right this um crazy. yeah we this just had crazy. a whole <laughs> well no <laughs> problem if any of our listeners uh uh have plantar fasciitis you know i'm only a dm away I'll give you the whole routine. Um, <laughs> guess who doesn't know what music uh, is playing on this episode? I don't know. Um, check it out. Right. It'll be in the description below, if any. This was a great conversation. Good topic. Um, hopefully, yeah. you started mm-hmm. your week off great. You started your morning off great. Your afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Um, we hope it finds you. File your taxes. <laughs> File your taxes, people. We got like a month you want left. Miles if tight? even that, because I follow my taxes very early. What? And I did the direct deposit. Uh huh. And that shit hit my account uh-huh. and just went all the bills. I didn't even realize it. I didn't even. <gasps> I, I didn't even realize it. It that's was sad. sad. I had some uh, things that, I wanted to very, do with it. Yeah, I look back and said, sucks. Well, I already got it. Oh, wait, what? Then I said, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was so mad. All right, oh, y'all. Um, oh, yo, and by the way, go to your cupboard wherever you keep hot sauce at, and you clean that fucking lid, yo, cause you're nasty. <laughs> cause you're nasty. All right, um, we are out of here. Oh, we love y'all. Bye. Bye, guys. Later.
tonight. 